Hello and welcome to a Mind Matters podcast presented by A Light for Change, where we talk about the who, what, where, how, and why we as a community can make positive changes. The when is up to all of us, and it starts with you. Before I start, let's get into a positive zone, and I'll share my thoughts on a question from Graduate Thrivers, Positive Attitude Zone Cards. The card drawn is yellow for forethought, and the question is, next time you have a free day, what would you like to do? In my life, I have chosen to be the master of my own time, so though in reality my time is always free, I never allot myself any free time. If I was to allow myself a day with no obligations, perhaps I would spend it alone at a lake, but I am just as likely to have the kids pick something out of the blue that is fun to do. The kids are getting older now, developing their own interests, and that makes my day to just spend time with them. This is season two, the role we play, episode 15. The choice to be happy is always yours. A choice is defined as an act of selecting between two or more possibilities, which is done up to 86,400 times a day. Most of the time, we are aware of our choices, but many we make subconsciously. Living a life you enjoy means being mindful of your choices, understanding the intention, value, and impact of selecting a certain possibility. It is important for us to realize that each choice creates a path for us to follow. But no one choice is defining of who we are. It is the sum of all choices we made by the end of our journey that determines the appreciation of our life. If you choose to live a life you can be proud of, In the end, you will be proud of your life. If you choose to let others choose how you live your life, you will find it easier in the end to regret not living. Place happiness as the anchor to your choices and let life flow as it will. If you intend to be happy, then you will seek to select from possibilities that you foresee bringing you happiness. The result may not always end up making you happy, but you thought it would, and so added a layer of knowledge about what happiness looks like to you, which is rarely the same as what society prescribes happiness to be. The problem most of us face when trying to follow our intentions is that those moments that resulted in lessons and not achievement in the past haunt us with their echoing voice in our minds. Overcoming the battle with your own mind is not an easy thing to do. It's a challenge one must face every day. It is our mental struggles that cloud our perspectives, that create our fears, our judgments, and our insecurities, often altering reality to play into these negative emotional perspectives, proposing a reactive or reclusive role. These roles continue on to how we are perceived and therein judged in that moment. I have come to understand that these Weak moments are necessary, but we need to be aware of how they relate to what our intention is and adjust as needed. Using love as an example, you may start to date a person because you want to feel loved, but you don't find love, you find heartache. If you allow that heartache to decide you don't deserve love, you will not know what being loved is. If you let love continue to be the intention, you will take record of what love is not and apply that to choosing the next possibility of love. 
Love is multifaceted choice because there are two parts to the equation. Being aware of your intention in love requires acknowledging self as well, which brings in the meaning of one's intention. We intend to be loved, but then don't let ourselves be loved because of the compounded thoughts we hold. If you say love looks like this, but then are given pure love that looks like that, it is easy to trick yourself into saying it is not love. If society says love makes you want to show someone off, but you are loved by someone you feel ashamed of, you need to ask yourself if you really intended to be loved right now, or if you are actually intending to be accepted by others, and why you feel shame towards the other person. Negative feelings are almost always a personal re-choosing towards your intention, which will most certainly contradict or impede someone else's choice towards their intention. If you allow their intention to impact how you choose, then you will lose focus on your own intentions. You must ask yourself how badly you want that intention, that intention and accept whatever may come of the choices you make. Not everyone will like you, but you will like yourself because you are proud to work hard to manifest your intentions. Being proud of what you choose and how you choose to follow through is what gives choice value. The value we give to a choice determines how it is stored in our long-term memory and how it is used when recalling the past regarding a current choice. It is hard to say you are proud of a mistake or a choice that went awry, which is why it is so important to use daily emotional hygiene and apply reflective forethought to how you mindfully live each day. Taking the time to think about your thoughts helps you to see how you grow from mistakes, allowing you to see the light from the shadows. It is important to keep our minds on the value of our own choice for our journey and allow the same for others. What's good for the goose isn't always good for the gander. The role we play in this consideration is bias, which limits others within the chain reaction. I'm sure we have all heard the line, you should try this, it worked for me. Or this one, if you want to fit in, you need to do this. We, are, we hear these things as children, then teens, then adults. The lines themselves are not said in harm. Generally, they are said as encouragement. Even when these lines are said in a derogatory fashion, they are not meant to harm, but a misguided attempt to understand or even include. I was put in many horrific situations for a young girl, and this issue hit home for me. I heard all the you shoulds and built a wall around myself by stacking them all into a perfect pile. In psychology, they call that a positive coping mechanism. You can't hurt me if I'm not flawed. However, even though society appreciated what I created of myself, none of it was good for me. Perfectionism made me sought after like a trophy, meaning I had to maintain or be worthless. Over time, I forgot who I was, what I liked, what made me happy. I only knew how to serve, even through leadership. I spent so much time being perfect for others, I was overburdened and run down, which led to being considered differently by those who had been receiving the spoils 
of my never-ending efforts to appease the world. The role one plays in these types of scenarios is often a reaction that occurs over generations as a result of watching the gander try to be a goose. Understanding this means stepping out of your own shoes and into another's so you can appreciate the value of their intentions. You can only walk well in your own shoes, but recognizing the value in others' choices allows you allows both of you to help each other achieve your personal intentions, or at very least, understand what your intentions are. When you value your choices, others pick up a confident vibe that makes them accept you advocating for your ability to achieve your attention. Achieving anything alone is difficult, and as much as every choice and intention is personal, it takes a community to keep the motivated inner voice talking and the defeating inner voices quiet. You don't have to show your entire deck of cards at once, but you do need to show the cards in play for the choice at hand. It is okay to fold when the play doesn't align to your intention, but having a good idea of what others are playing toward will help you see if playing any of the other cards in your deck next will turn the situation back in your favor. It is our role in life to understand that when we choose to play, we choose to drop a pebble, rock, or boulder into the river of life, making ripples that extend way beyond us or the moment. The impact of our choice is not in our control, but it can impact the value we give to a choice. It is important to remember that we choose what we thought was best given the possibilities to choose from. A moment might be fleeting, but its impacts are infinite. Think of a day where things weren't going so well, and while doing something simple like, say, buying a coffee, you reach your limit and let it all out on the server and say, you got my order wrong in not so many nice words. <laughs> not a big deal, right? You're still a good person. And it was just one bad day, and that, that server needs to learn how to do their job right anyways. Possibly. But what if it wasn't the server? It was a cashier who was distracted because of the messy family problems that has been getting the orders wrong all day. But the server is the one who's getting yelled at because the customers, by the customers over and over, only to go home to a family that is too busy to give an ear, as well as the fact that they are bullied at school before till it's too much so they decide to grow angelic wings too soon. What if you were the straw that broke the camel's back because of one simple bad day? How about someone who is, has debilitating insecurities, but talent beyond comprehension that has something important to speak at a meeting? but every time they speak, they are cut off by the more confident, outspoken employee. If someone wants to make it to the top, they need to step on the little guys on the way up, right? Now consider that the insecure employee stops trying to share information at the meeting, and because of this oversight occurs, causing negative financial or social impact to the company, resulting in layoffs to those 
who were determined to make their voices heard without any worthwhile say. This goes to show one moment has two roles, each equally part of the chain reaction that would stem into many, one for each loss of income impacting the resources available to a family. In a moment, we make a choice, but the role of that choice is played out in a series of chain reactions that the initial choice maker could not have perceived. No one is responsible for the role as it plays out, so cannot be held accountable to rectify any of it. We make choices in designing our life based on the emotions tied to a perspective in a fleeting moment in that time that may or not may not be distorted. What we are responsible for is recognizing and accepting both the inner workings of one's own mind and the possible outcomes of choice. We must still make a choice, which will always initiate a reaction. We must grow and learn from that which we recognize and adapt and accept, positive and negative alike, being mindful of those around us. It is particularly important to recognize the impact of your choices when choosing for those in your care. Here is a double-sided example to process. A teen watches a parent who struggles to keep up with the Joneses, as the saying goes, so the teen can have the best of everything, working too hard for little gratification, having reduced time for family, often buying love in seeking forgiveness or missed time. In observation, the teen decides the struggle is not worth the emptiness it brings to the people they love, so they display their true colors all the time, which is embarrasses the parent when done in what the parent considers inappropriate times, creating an argumentative rift, leaving the teen thinking the real them isn't good enough, and the parent thinking no matter how hard they work, what they provide isn't good enough to stop the teen from rebelling, leading to both parent and teen venting in externalized ways that initiates further judgmental reactions. You don't have to say sorry or forgive directly unless you feel it necessary for you. All that need be done is acknowledgement of the facts. Perspective is different for everyone in a moment, and our memories change, evolve, and fade with time. But there was a lesson for each in the moment that does not need to be erased. It is also not your responsibility to change the action you were in the process or going to make to appease others. You are intended, intended to make choices that will sometimes affect others, but in understanding the role played, we are able to see the bigger picture inclusive of the multiple perspectives and growth that may follow an action of another based on a role you played unintentionally becoming the bad guy. You cannot allow yourself to be impacted by the title of bad guy from another, which is why you need to remember you chose with good intention and valued that choice for what it was at the time of choice. Once a choice is made, it is made and becomes history. A history of choices that had the intention to lead you toward the person you were meant to be and to become.
a history of choices that gave value to your life in molding you perfectly to suit your purpose. A history of choices that impacted others, good and bad, but left a memory you live forever in. Never be afraid to make a choice. Just make it for you and own it as a valuable part of you. As I leave you to think on this topic, I challenge you to think about this mindfulness exercise until then as well. Thinking about your future and the path you want to follow, how can you ensure that you are making choices that are intentionally staying true to yourself, bringing value to your life, (laughs) allowing you to make the impact you were uniquely made to make? I will close the conversation by drawing another card from the Positive Attitude Zone cards, for has cards for short. This question will be the opening question for next episode. The card drawn is purple for relationships. And the question is, who is your best friend and why? We will get to that next week, but in the meantime, you can get your past cards at graduatethrivers.com. That's spelled capital G, small r-a-d, capital U, small i-t, capital T, small h-r-i-v-e-r-s.com. Stay wonderful, wholesome, happy, open-minded, and natural, smiling as much as you can. Take care until we talk again. This has been Heidi Hardy on the Mind Matters Podcast, created by A Light for Change.